Blog Talk Radio. We'll talk about it, Mel. Hang on. Here we go. T-minus 30 seconds and counting. You know, this used to be a hell of a good country. I can't understand what's going on with it. Chaos. 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 T-minus 15. Oh, they're not scared of you. They're scared of what you represent. Ten. Nine. Ignition sequence start. What you represent to them is freedom. We have ignition. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Good evening, Texas bikers and bikers all the country, all over the country, the nation, and the world. This is Texas Biker Radio, number 312. And this is brought to you by Sons of Liberty Riders MC. We are here every each and every week, and uh, we are proud to be with you. My name is Mel Popeye Moss, and my co-host, Mel O.G. Robbins. We are members of Sons of Liberty Riders MC. And Mel, did I ever goof that one up? Hey, listen, I don't think we're still right after the trip, so. <laughs> I don't think we are I either. Was talking to Geezer. <clears throat> I was talking to Geezer last night, and he was even fumbling around. So. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, before we get into the political and stuff that's going on around the nation, let's talk real quick about the uh, – our ride and the meetup we had with our other chapters in Tennessee. You want to start out with that? Yeah, it uh, every year <clears throat> since we've uh, we've got chapters in four states now, uh, we have an annual rendezvous, national run, or whatever you want to call it. And the basic purpose of that is to get us all together. Uh, get all the brothers together and all the chapters and uh, uh, just just increase that bond. Now, interestingly enough, the first year we had our rendezvous, it was uh, just uh, actually year one and year two was just us in Tennessee. Uh, this, this, la- this year, it was three chapters, and uh, that, was a, that was a different dynamic. Uh, Kind of reminded me of having kids. Uh, you know what what goes on in a family when you've got two children as opposed to now you got three. Uh, those dynamics change dramatically each time. And uh, uh, this year, uh, Tennessee for two years talked to us and finally conned us last year after feeding us white lightning in the hotel lobby (laughs) and we took a vote and we said yeah okay we'll come to Tennessee well we went to the easternmost extremity of Tennessee we were down there tucked into the corner where the tail of the dragon is uh, right by the uh, Carolina line Alabama uh, Tennessee uh, all kinds of states around that area, but that's where we were at. We uh, we booked uh, a couple of cabins down there in a place called Teleco Plains, and man, it was nice. 
That cabin was uh, just as nice as the house I live in. Uh, and uh, that was, uh, that was that's where we hung out, had a great time with the three chapters. Now, next year, uh, there'll be two more chapters joining us, one from New Mexico and one from Arizona, so it ought to make it even more interesting. But the good news is, rather than doing 2,200 or 2,300 miles, this next year, uh, we're gonna we're gonna host this thing in North Texas. So we're not gonna have to travel too far, but the rest of the crew is gonna have to uh, have to cover some ground. Saddle up. You know, I was I was I was watching the TV this morning, and my one comment is, we got the hell out of East Texas just in time. <laughs> <laughs> We thought dodging that tropical storm that was coming up out of the Gulf was bad coming back, but I'll tell you, it would have tore us a new one with that hurricane coming in. That's right. Yeah, that's supposed to affect eastern Tennessee and that area up in there in the Appalachians. Uh, Mel, let me, I will like to mention one thing. It was uh, root beer moonshine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, it did. That stuff was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man. Uh, but man, let me say this. The uh, the, the Tennessee writers, uh, they were great hosts. They made sure we were taken care of and uh, uh, very interesting. Their, 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 their state, the country out there is just beautiful. And, uh, you know they set the bar really high, so when when they come to Texas, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to find some venues that's gonna gonna knock their socks off, and uh, we're already working on that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you though, it's uh, it's it's going to be tough. I'm not going to mention the name of the motel because I don't want to get folks in trouble. Uh, but you know, uh, I will surely miss. Staying at that motel we stayed at in Memphis, oh, we stayed. This was the second year we stayed there. They remembered us this year. Oh yeah, <laughs> we came back, but they remembered us fondly. Uh, there oh, was yeah. apparently a uh, uh, some club had stayed there just prior to us coming that I guess uh, didn't do real well there. Uh, mm-hmm. They were. Uh, a little destructive, and uh, I think the the motel was uh, was a little apprehensive when we showed up, but we soon won them over. We yeah. had we had our party in the lobby uh, with the moonshine, beer, whiskey, you name it. Uh, brought in food. We uh, we fed and uh, <laughs> shared. The moonshine with the uh, with the staff. Yeah. Uh, even the even the new guests checking in as they checked in, they got a drink of moonshine. As I remember, you went upstairs, and as you came back down in the motel, you were dragging some young babe with you, <laughs> looking for some moonshine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fond uh, memories of that motel, man. I'll tell you. Fond memories. To say- Needless to say, Mel, that was a happy, a happy, 
hotel staff that night. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, what a deal. Ah, uh, oh, man, man, where to start out? Where to start off at tonight? Uh, I, I would like to say one thing, though, uh, and it has to do with football and the fact that uh, now they're not uh, – uh, the, the, in order to save their – to take care of their problem with players uh, taking a knee during the national anthem, they had just asked the networks, well, just just don't show it. Problem solved. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, that was That's cheeky. That is real yeah. cheeky. <laughs> I mean, you talk about – yeah, that's like pouring gasoline onto the fire, as far as I'm concerned. But, Mel, this weekend, the Cowboys had their lowest rating since 2009. Mm. They had a 28% share. And, of course, I'm sure as the game went on and the people saw the product that was on the field at that time, uh, they... Uh, promptly left the uh, view in the game. And so, uh, Mel, the, the teams are these exhibition games. Why anybody, of course, this wasn't an exhibition game this weekend, but why anybody goes to those uh, is beyond me because they're not playing their starters. Uh, matter of fact, there's many of them, they're not playing at all. So they start out really their first game. Uh, uh, behind They haven't really been hit They haven't really been practicing And so there's an inferior Product on the field I would say through the first Three or four games uh, That being said Why go And be insulted When the league Encourages the networks not to show the national anthem, and you know it's being played. Kind of a, you know it's being done. It's kind of a bullshit way out. I mean, you, yeah, you're talking about a chicken shit way out. I, I, everybody, I've been just fine without football. Mel, we have had a blast here lately on our motorcycles. So the. Even the 2,000-mile run, my bike has 2,260-something miles on it uh, that we did during that run. And and it's filthy as heck, and I'm still trying to clean it up. Uh, You know, what a great time it was, even during the rain. And let me tell everybody, we got dumped on when we got uh, as far as back to Memphis, and it started raining. It rained on us again in a little rock, and it rained on us again as we were coming home. As we got, as we got maybe a hundred miles out, and then it started pouring on us. And they, well, there wasn't much in there wasn't much on my bike that wasn't just soaked. Oh, I know. I mean, hey, I. I talked to the Houston crew. You know, they were within two hours of being home, and they had to stop and lay over in a motel. 
Of course, now we're now we're talking Houston, you know. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's going to rain, it'll rain in Houston. Well, I, I thought we were going to have to do that in uh, in Rowlett. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was uh, it was coming down in sheets there for a little bit. But we, you know, we fought our way through it. Uh, you know, the Harleys are good rain bikes. They really are. Uh, you know, they're they're heavy enough to be stable, and it didn't didn't really slow us down a whole lot. You know, when we when when we felt comfortable, when we could see, you know, the speeds were still sixty five miles an hour or more. We were still hooking them up pretty good. Till a truck passes up at ninety. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Uh, but man, let's let's talk about something you and I were talking about before the, the show started. And this let's talk a minute about this uh, this Dallas police officer, Amber Geiger. You know, and I uh, I have stated publicly that uh, you know the 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 law is already setting the narrative, in my view, in her favor. Now, she says she went into her apartment, saw a silhouette, uh, gave a few verbal commands, and uh, evidently he didn't respond. It's what she's saying is he didn't respond to, uh, to her commands, and so she shot him in the dark. She didn't know whether he is armed or not. And now today we find out that his apartment may have had some marijuana in it. But, you know, Mel, what does that have to do with it? You know? Very true. There, there are, you would be hard-pressed to find many establishments, residential establishments around uh, the Dallas area that doesn't have a little pot in it. You would be hard-pressed. Yeah, especially young people. Yep. And, uh, you know, I mean, Mel, tell me if if our three years of dealing with McLennan County, the court systems, the law enforcement in that area, I mean, has it just jaded me to everything I see now? Because I, I think I, I see law enforcement getting all these 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 favors, this this special treatment that that the the 177 bikers didn't get. It's, yeah, I, I mean it. Uh, from from what we've seen in the land in the past few years, uh, it it's it's hard anymore to. Uh, uh, to try and figure out what really happened and is there favoritism? Is it the old laws for us and laws for them scenario again or what's going on here? Uh, I mean, I even heard there was an attempt to talk about there's such a shortage of uh, Dallas police officers that they're working horrendous hours and maybe she was just Mm -hmm. too exhausted. Well, you know what? Too bad. I think I told you after I did my corporate stint and I was wandering around and I worked a little job here and job there because I wasn't ready to retire. 
uh, I decided to drive semi for a while, and uh, I was delivering power poles up in the Dakotas. And uh, they had a pretty severe ice storm in South Dakota. It was like the second year I was driving, and uh, uh, there were over 10,000 power poles knocked out by ice, ice storms. It was so bad they had deployed the National Guard. And the governor issued an emergency proclamation because uh, according to DOT rules, you know, as, as a truck driver, you can't, uh, you can't go more than 14 hours a day. You can't drive 14, but you can have a combination uh, of, uh, like I think, if I remember right, it's like uh, 10 or 11 hours uh, that you can drive. And the rest of it is load time, stuff like that. And uh, when, so those are, that's DOT ruling. But when the governor's, it, when a governor issues a proclamation relieving, relieving that, that means that the DOT officers in the surrounding states also are supposed to stand down, and they they generally do. Uh, so you can get by with murder on your logs, uh, hell, I can remember I drove 19 hours one day. But uh, the truth of the matter is, and they warned us, they said, look, you know, you will not get a ticket for driving, you know, for, for violating the rules. However, if you get into an accident, you are responsible. You will be deemed responsible. That proclamation does not relieve you of liability. Same would hold true with a cop. You know, you start working double shifts, stuff like that. That's by your choice. And you so you know that kind of throws that one out the window. But I was a little surprised that uh, they were they were already starting to uh, uh, you know throw some issues in there. So you're right. You know, it it looks to me like the decks being stacked a little bit. Let me tell you, Mel, when I saw on the news last night, this was last night, Mel, they, they had a, it looked like it had been, a video that had been taken with a cell phone. And it went, and they went through on the news and showed the similarities between the two departments. I mean, Mel, this is where I sat up in my chair and said, what in the hell's going on here? This is a sales job. This is a sales job. They're trying to set the narrative to where she went into the wrong apartment. I mean, they even described she she parked on the wrong floor, walked down the wrong hallway, went to the wrong door, and I gotta assume that door has a number on it because most apartments you go to has a number either beside the door or on the door. And she didn't so recognize. you got to ask yourself, why did she do all that wrong stuff? I mean, that's a, that's a whole lot of error there. Yes. Uh, exactly. Now, but let's, let's talk about the other side of this a little bit. Uh, it would seem to me that there's an opportunity being taken by the Black Lives Matter groups. Oh, yes. Uh, they expect Sharpton to show up in town, maybe. Uh, you know, you got the other side, the racist side of this. I mean, they, they accuse 
us of being us, I say it well, white people, of being racist. But, you know, you've got racist activity going on now where they're, you know, hollering and ranting in the streets. They want an oversight committee. They invaded uh, the uh, council chamber the other night. And, uh, in fact, they had to shut down the council meeting because there was a lot of ranting and raving going on in there about uh, uh, setting up this oversight committee to watch over the police department. so, you know, there's some there's some ridiculous horseshit going on on both sides of the playing field, from what I can see. You know, Mel, I have no use for Black Lives Matters. I have no use for them. But the, there are certain things. There are certain things when when the law goes that you know laws for them and laws for us, meaning the average American citizen out there, whether you be black, whether you be white, whether you be different, whether you may wear some different wardrobe, whether you may drive a car, whether you may may drive a motorcycle, ride a motorcycle. I mean, anybody that's not them doesn't get this special treatment. And what I saw in the news last night with special treatment. Setting the stage for this, in my view, incompetent police officer who had no clue whether the silhouette she saw in the dark had a weapon or not. And, you know, uh, the other side of this thing, they can't speak. They're dead. That's right. And so the narrative can be set anything they want at this point, and I believe they're doing it. Now, the black It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it'll ahead. be interesting to see how this turns out. Now, I will remind you uh, of the incident in Minnesota where the uh, – mm-hmm. Uh, the Muslim shot that white gal in the uh, uh, in the alley that had requested police assistance because she heard some screaming going on in the alley, and he fired across across his partner and killed this white woman. Uh, this took damn near a year before he was arrested. Mm-hmm. It took damn near a year of investigation. Unbelievable. And that to me would would be a more blatant case of police powers being abused uh, more blatant than this even. So it's going to be interesting to see how long this takes to come to resolution and how public that resolution will be made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's going to be interesting seeing this go go forward. Uh, We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, you know, there are in, injustices uh, by, by DAs, law enforcement, the courts. You know, we expect fair play. We expect fair trials. We don't expect show trials, and we'll be getting to that in a little bit. But, man, it made me... Uh, it made me t- 
take notice last night when I saw the video that was being put out by the media. And apparently, I don't know who gives them this footage, but it was out there in public. Setting the narrative, in my view. With that bell. Uh, let's talk about Waco a minute. We got the old... Oh, yeah, that's old, getting interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barry Johnson no longer has an, op- an opponent, so he's going to sail into the DA's office. And, uh, as you posted a link this morning where he was talking about the the... I guess the 23 cases that are that are left to be tried, and uh, you know I would uh, I would hope that he studies that real carefully and uh, does the right thing. And uh, he seems certainly, like a real sincere guy. We'll we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's not that we. Uh, won't keep an eye on it because we will, and we will shoot some, fire some shots across the bow, and uh, you know we we have Judge Pete Peterson, who's uh, running in this election cycle here in the midterms. Now, uh, I think your neighbor Lynn Daughtery is running against him in that race. Uh, people that live in the area, uh, if they want to see. Pete Peterson, the million-dollar baby, uh, you know, he's the one that put everybody under million-dollar bonds, the 177 people, and, uh, you know, caused so much turmoil. Matter of fact, is violated their constitutional right for a reasonable bond. And he, he did all this without a proper investigation, using some wild-eyed probable cause. So, you know, Mel, uh, this guy needs to go. But now he... In in Waco there, he's in the Republican Party, he's going to be hard to beat. Uh, So the first thing you need to do, uh, especially if you're running in the Libertarian Party, is the first thing you need to do is not shoot yourself in the foot. Yes. You stay on the candidate and don't veer off to anything else. Stay after the it can candidate. It's a little hard for him occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Stay after the candidate. Don't veer off on anything else. Him, him, him. Not the parties, not nothing else. Him. And Mel, we'll we'll be posting a uh, uh, a newspaper ad as we get closer, explaining to the people in McLennan County why he needs to be gone, and that he's nothing but a yes man for the DPS and any other law enforcement. Because why? Because he came out of that that arena. Period. Oh, 
Uh, and there will be some trials up here in Tarrant County coming up. You know, uh, in, in the past, uh, which they were ex- successful in prosecuting a bandito up here with a show trial, Mel, where they had fences put up around the courthouse. Oh, I think the fences, Mel, were taller than the three-foot jobs they used in Waco. Which they which turned out to be a comedy. Well, and I got to ask: Does that defense attorney still have a law license? I mean, <laughs> some of the stuff we saw and heard was absolutely atrocious. You talking about in Waco or Tarrant County? Tarrant County. Oh no, no, no! Uh, that DA is still there. No, I'm talking and, about the defense attorney. Oh, the defense attorney. The DA attorney. is going to be another. Yep. Oh, yeah. He should the not DA have is a law be a, license. Yeah. That man should not have a law license because he absolutely failed to defend his client. He He called, if I understand everything right, he called no witnesses. That's right. And, and Mel, that's like, absolutely It was like incredible. a double cross. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it it's seems reason, like. It's the reason I would think twice about hiring any attorney that's been or has worked for a prosecutor. Ever. Even if you're their friends. Which in this case, that's what they thought was going on here. Yeah. And from what I understand, Mel, uh, that gentleman worked in Tarrant County. He worked for the city or the county for for decades. He's worked for them. So <laughs> it's incredible. And it. He was railroaded off to prison for 45 years. And, Mel, they put up those fences. They had that show trial. They scared the jury half to death like somebody was coming to get them, which certainly wasn't the case. And, Mel, we want to make sure yeah, that was are... A, Go ahead. That was a hell of a marketing job. Yeah. One hell of a marketing job. That's what that was. They marketed it to the jury. The jury bought it and sent him packing off to prison for 45 years. Now, uh, you know, hopefully he gets gets a new trial after all it missed. But, it, you know, I see it as our job to make sure these bikers that go to trial, I don't care what club you're a member of, when you go to trial, you at least get a fair trial, period, without all the hoopla and false narratives. It's got to stop. You know, if I have if I have to make that my life's mission, I will. That and exposing corruption within the courts, because we're definitely going to be taking a look at Tarrant County, the same way we did with McLennan County, and the same way we may do in any other county in the state of Texas. 
But, Mel, you and I know, we know it's the number one target around the state. And much of it is because of the DPS and the FBI or the banditos. Oh, yeah, they definitely got it in for the banditos. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Profiling su- supreme. Yeah. And, you know, we'll come up with a plan for Tarrant County. We'll come up with a plan for any other county that participates in this kind of mess, this kind of uh, this kind of framing, I guess what you'd say. And, you know, and Mel, we got to warn other clubs out there that if you're running around out there and you're you're dealing in drugs or any of that stuff, you're playing right into their hands. Yeah, this is a this is a bad time to be playing with that crap. Yeah, it is. It is. It really is. I, hey, look, I understand people that like being the outlaw. We get it. But man, watch what you're doing. Watch what you're doing. You know, the other thing, other thing, only other thing I could suggest, man. Mel is, you know, don't attack each other. If you can keep from it. If they're not, you know, if they're not attacking you. But then again, Mel, you got the right to defend yourself. You certainly That's do. That's right. And if your club's being pushed up on by another club, you, you've got the right to defend yourself. And it's always going to be that way in this state of Texas. But that takes us to the national elections, Mel. When we talk about your rights and the Constitution. Because there are certain elements in this next election cycle who thinks they are going to take over. They, they think there's going to be this big blue wave. And they're going to take over the House. They're going to take over the Senate. They're going to take over the state of Texas, you know, the governorship. Uh, Mel, the economy is booming right now. And there's more room for growth. There really is. Speaking of weird political shit, Mm -hmm. did you hear where Willie Nelson is going to stage a rally? For Beto? Oh, that figures. (laughs) Yeah. A little too much weed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me say this about Willie. Willie, have you heard him sing lately? No. (laughs) He's really struggling. You know, I mean, uh, his, his voice is gone. Not that he ever had that great a voice. But what he did have is is gone. Performances are not very good. So if he wants to have a rally for Beto, let me tell you, Mel, Beto, Beto is Maxine Waters' light. It's yep. what he is. If you listen real close to him, he's for most everything that she's for. And Mel, it's like you know, they they give certain politicians the the leeway to say they're for something when they're not. 
And I can tell you right now, there's no way I would trust my Second Amendment rights with Beto O'Rourke. No way. Nor would I trust my First Amendment right. Nor would I trust any of my constitutional rights with anyone in that party. Anyone. Because they're going to be coming for your guns if you throw this back into their lap. Just because you don't like Trump. They're going to basically turn everyone into an outlaw. That's that's exactly right. Overnight, they would turn everybody uh, into an outlaw. You know, I mean, this is about saving the Constitution. From the likes of Nancy Pelosi, Mad Max Waters, Chuck Schumer, the new Socialist Party, they're called the DNC. They're all waiting to change the Constitution to something that suits them. You know, Mel, they say it's old and outdated, written by a bunch of old white men. They want to rewrite it. Oh, yeah. And, And Mel, they would jerk our we wouldn't have the rights for squat we may not even be able to do, to have this radio show this internet driven radio show oh that would because, that's a given yeah exactly because we don't agree with them and you know, we've, we've already seen the speech police in the colleges and everywhere else and now that's the reason I created the free speech zone on Facebook, because the colleges, many of the colleges had 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 made a 25 by 25 foot area a free speech zone. This is true. They did this, but they don't even want you to have that. If you've got a conservative view, they don't want you to be heard at all. Or if you've got, like us, a constitutional view, they don't want you to be heard. So think about it, and let me say to everybody, go vote. Go vote. And if you don't know who yeah, your you're vote's going to be. It's going to be real important this time. Yeah. Real important. Just just in case there is this blue wave, and I'm not totally buying that. I mean, what's happened is is the conservatives, the constitutionalists, Republicans, whatever you want to call them, um, what's happened is is they don't want to be called out as racist. You know, you heard that people on the left say, you know, uh, go attack them in restaurants, wherever else. Uh, so they just don't put up their yard signs. That's the reason you see Beto signs everywhere. But conservatives aren't doing that. They're keeping to themselves. But they will show up to vote on Election Day. And every biker should show up to vote on Election Day. I don't care if you're the biggest outlaw in the country. Go vote. Go vote. Give us a hand. 
And if there's certain races that we want to point out, like DA Sharon Wilson, and we'll be talking about this as we go along. Especially if we, uh, when we find out what trials are coming down the pike. Because, Mel, we could end up in front of the Tarrant County Courthouse as well as the McLennan County Courthouse, which we will return to before the before the uh, the November elections, I do believe. So, get ready. Get your riding shoes on. Our bikes are going to be spit shined. <laughs> Uh, man, so I did my spiel. You got anything you want to add to that? No, it. Uh, you know, you can't you can't impress upon enough people how important it is to get the hell out and vote, oh, because they're pushing like hell to uh, to take control. They want control of the Senate, and they damn sure want control of the House. And uh, uh, people just don't understand the agendas that are going to be shoved down your throats if these uh, maniacs get control. I don't care if you have to vote absentee, whatever the hell it is, but get in and vote. It made a difference with Trump. And it'll make a difference with this supposed blue wave. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, now, let me touch one more thing. Uh, and it almost relates back to football. But, uh, you know, it's about the youth that are coming up behind us. You know, uh, we've discussed before uh about motorcycle sales, other businesses. And uh, let me tell you, NFL is going to suffer from the fact that millennials, young people. Well, they could give a shit. (laughs) Yeah, they they could care less about football. They could care less about anything uh, other than their their social media, their video games, uh, staying up late at night. And their iPhone. Yeah. I mean, take a phone away from one of them, and it's just, they go into convulsions. Uh, So uh, big business has a a real trouble coming at them, especially certain segments. You know, and I heard today that, you know, they expected social media to have a problem because of all the detrimental things that it's doing to people. You know, lack of sleep, lack of productivity, uh, depression. I mean, there was about eight different things that that it does to the human psyche, to your body, everything else. Uh, so there's some real problems coming down the pike, including the, <laughs> the NFL. And, you know... Uh, how many football plays can you see bored with it? 
know, I mean, that's where we're at now. And that's young people are not engaged in any kind of activities. That's the reason we encourage uh, bikers out there, get with your kids, uh, take them to some, you know, have them get engaged to something other than their damn electronic gadgets. Get out there. Do something. Go with your club. Plan a family outing with the club. Train your kids to think rather than just be led into a socialist hell. Because that's surely where we're headed. You know, Mel, Democrats don't really have to do anything. They've had the schools. They will eventually turn the keys to the country over to them. And they don't really need to do all this hoofla and jumping around they're doing and things that are detrimental to the country. They don't really need to do that. It's going to be turned, turned over to them soon enough by our children. I mean, do you agree with any of that? Absolutely do. Uh, I had many occasion to pick up my grandson this last year from school, and I could tell by the questions he asked me what in the hell was going on in that school, and it was no good. Uh, you know, uh, narrative questions that he would ask me that I could tell came not only or it weren't created in his mind not only because of what some of the teachers were saying and doing, but what some of the students were saying and doing, which means it came from their homes. And uh, uh, it was was kind of scary. I mean, you want to talk about liberalism 101, uh, these schools uh, have just taken over Young, they're they're turning young children into zombies. Uh, Rush Limbaugh uh, coined the right term years ago when he started calling young people mushheads, because that's what they are. They're in. They're, <laughs> it's easy. It's easy to turn them in any direction you want, because they're they're absorbing. They're at an age where they're absorbing all this data. And, uh, you know, there's an old saying uh, in the computer industry, garbage in, garbage out. Well, you keep putting garbage in the heads of these young children, and pretty soon uh, it's going to be your worst nightmare. And like you were saying, that's one thing the NFL hasn't thought about yet is, is uh, uh, you know, uh, if they think the Pledge of Allegiance or this, the uh, the national anthem is giving them a, uh, a headache right now, uh, the snowflake generation that's coming up uh, is going to give them gas, trust me, because these young kids don't give a shit. They're antisocial. Uh, you, I challenge you, go anywhere. To a restaurant or whatever, and you'll see a table full of people sitting there, and half of them have got their heads buried in a cell phone. And virtually 99.9% of the children that you see anywhere in the back seat of your car, at school, 
Uh, I mean, it used to be in these schools you couldn't even take a cell phone into the classroom. Now, guess what? They take them in, and they are openly engaged in their cell phones in the middle of class. I used to have my grandson texting me all the time, and I I asked him, I said, what the hell's going on? Doesn't the teacher not let you use your phone during class? And he said, oh, no, they don't don't care. (laughs) Good grief. So... You know, you got to start paying attention to what in the hell your children are doing, thinking, and pay attention to the questions that they ask. And if they're not asking questions, you need to be asking them questions about what do they think about this, what do they think about that, because it may scare the shit out of you on some of the answers they give you about some of the things that they're starting to form in their minds that you're not aware of because that's the path they're being led down. And you let these elections go the wrong way. Uh, You think it would have been bad with Hillary Clinton as president? Wait till some of these other loony tunes get into office and and if they get control of the Senate or the House, it's all but done, man. You you get some scary idiot like Beto, uh, elected to office, and uh, you know he's he's gotten an agenda. He's he's going to push. He's made the statement. He wants amnesty for the Dreamers today, not tomorrow. He wants oh, yeah. it today. Uh, he's got yeah. money coming in from New York and Hollywood to support him. Yeah, they are on a path to turn Texas blue. Exactly. Exactly what's going on. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I just <laughs> I, I just look at the Dredge report and there's 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 five women in burkas. Now this is in Riyadh, and they're beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> One one's even got a small baby and she's rocked it. Good Lord. Uh, I don't know what that cat fight's about. They're in all black. You can't tell who's who. <laughs> uh, but uh, I digress on that one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Mel, you're so right. I mean, these these elections are so important coming up. And uh, we'll be getting the word out uh for, for bikers to go vote. And Mel, I was going to say, if you don't know who in the hell you're voting for, up and down that thing, if you haven't done your due diligence, and you know, many Americans don't. You know, they know the major, the major players. And that's what they know. If you don't know who's down ballot, if you don't know who these judges and DAs are, I mean that that's a hard road, Mel. It really is. And we'll do our best to uh to look for judges that are all about the constitution. Not just say they're about it, but are about it. And we'll be taking a close look to as many as we can and you know, hey, if you've got a judge in your area, if you've got a biker running for office, you let us know about it. So we can uh, so we can get the word out there. 
Well, here's 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 an Let idea. Let me say this one other thing. If you don't okay. know, Pilar, vote straight ticket, conservative. That settles that. Absolutely. Yes. It's your best now, chance of saving the Constitution. Go ahead. There's there's another avenue that you can explore. I happen to be a life uh, NRA member, National yep. Rifle Association. And uh, if you get their magazine, The American Rifleman, as elections come up, they will start listing all of the people that are running in your area for office. And they will rate them based on how they have voted in the past, what their beliefs are. Uh, they actually send them surveys uh, to try and determine what kind of a character they are, uh, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. They will also note if these people do not return the survey. But you've got a pretty good, pretty, pretty much of a better idea of who and what you're voting for if you take a look at what they publish in the American Rifleman prior to an election. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a good place to go. Not only that, it's a good organization to belong to because they fight like hell for your Second Amendment right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, anything we need to close out, Mel? Close no, out except uh, we'll we'll probably start broadcasting more now as we're getting closer to uh, finishing the uh, finishing the studio. We've got uh, people we're going to be bringing on that uh, I think will have uh, interesting things to talk about. We want to start yep. getting people from the uh, coalition of clubs. Texas Coalition of Clubs and Independents involved, uh, specifically uh, like in our area from Region Region 2. But uh, uh, if we can get some of the other region uh, chair people and board members to start calling in, that would be, uh, that would be a good thing. And uh, uh, there's an attorney, uh, a damn good attorney, uh, that fights for bikers all the time, Bill Smith. Uh, we're going to get him on the program, and uh, there will be a lot for him to talk about. So we'll be having some interesting guests here before too long once we get That's them right. lined up. That's right. We'll be. We'll and St. Attila raised the hand grenade up on high, saying, O oh Lord, bless this thy hand grenade, that with it thou mayst blow thine enemies to tiny bits. Uh, we haven't done that in a while. Right. <laughs> if, if we're, if so run, you turd. Uh, run! Tell all the other turds the lie's coming. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! And our favorite mail? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, and this, this one was always a good one. Nordberg, it's me, Frank. Now, who did this to you? I love you. I love you, too, Nordberg. Who were they? Ship, a boat. That's right, Nordberg, a boat. Now, when you're better, we'll go sailing together on a boat. We'll take a cruise just like last no. year. Drugs. Hey, nurse. Quick, give this man some drugs. Quick, catch your season, Payne. No. Give him a shot, quickly. No. Heroin. Heroin, Frank. Nordberg, that's a pretty tall order. You're going to have to give me a couple of days on that one. And, of course, Mel, what they always said about us. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, Mel, you want everybody to ride safe. It's supposed to, the rain is supposed to clear out on Sunday. I think um, tomorrow and the next day they're calling for more rain. Uh, I wish it would stop. Mel, I've got I've got mushrooms growing in my backyard, uh, which means that we got a fungus. Uh, but I don't think you can smoke or eat those kind, huh? I don't know. We got uh, I know of a couple guys we could call over to check them out for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But. We'll digress on that one. Have a good evening, Mel, and have a good evening, everybody. Okay, good night. All right, bye-bye. That's all, folks.